Welcome back again for another uh, episode for us to continue our dialogue with the concept of putting into practice uh, really what it means to live out the things we hear, uh, maybe a church or a Bible study or maybe, um, you know, just religious ideas that you said, well, they they never really actually <laughs> play out the way that they sound. Sometimes, again, I, I find myself in church sitting there and thinking, man, this sounds great. And then uh, I get in my car or I get home or I'm at work and it's just totally different. Something is off. Something's different. And uh, we really think that a, a relationship with Jesus is going to have such a, a, an impact on who we are, uh, no, no matter where we are and no matter who we're with. And oftentimes we uh, unfortunately just pile the religious activities into our relationship with God. So I do this and I do that. And it's only for those moments that I do them instead of thinking I am becoming or I am being uh, this type of person or this newness that's happening because of my relationship with Christ. And that should affect all areas. I know for me, uh, you know, that's that was a long time coming in my journey, in my in my growth and developing that it's not just the doing, but it's actually being. Uh, if you've been with us, you know that we uh, often talk about that, but yet we also remind us that in that being, there should be evidence of that. There should be something that comes out of being with Christ, being in a relationship that should flow out into the relationships around us, specifically the relationship to the world around us. Now, when we use that phrase, we're just basically talking about the people of the world from all walks, all different faiths, all different ideologies, all different backgrounds. Uh, how do you treat people? Uh, how, how do you view them? How do you see them? And so we've been talking about that, specifically about the idea that we will be exiles. We will be people that are living in a land that is not our home. And you may be often often surrounded in environments that are not, um, you know, honoring of God, Christ-like. Uh, you may be living in, a, in an environment at work, maybe even in your own home, maybe uh, in other uh, spheres of influence where uh, it's difficult and it's hard and you're the only one there or you're all by yourself or, um, you know, just as just is, is difficult in many sets. And what do we do? How do we do? Last uh, episode, if you were with us, you would have heard us talk about how do we be friends of sinners as Jesus was a friend of sinner, and what does that mean? And so this is kind of where we're dialoguing, where we're talking about. Again, if you're new, uh, my name is Pastor Dan Hertzler. I'm the pastor at a church in Manor, Pennsylvania uh, called Refuge Church, and I got two guys with me. I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. And uh, these guys help us uh, kind of facilitate, talk, uh, share uh, what these concepts, what these ideas mean. Uh, well, the thing we want to kind of pick up, uh, kind of a part two from what we did last episode is kind of ended towards is this understanding uh, of a as we are friends of sinners or we interact and engage in the world as we uh, build those relationships, how do we bring in that uh, healthy balance of grace and truth? Oftentimes you, you will hear those terms that somebody is more grace-oriented or someone's more truth-oriented. And yet, as we recognize that, that Jesus was full of grace and truth, now, we know we're not Jesus, <laughs> and that we're never going to hit that perfection of fully of grace and fully of truth, but we know that there's this, this line or this, this healthiness of knowing the difference between grace and truth. Uh, I once heard it said, you know, uh, being all grace is like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, 
going into surgery and 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 you know you you have no wisdom on how to how to fix the person uh going in as all truth is going into surgery and you don't give any anesthesia <laughs> you don't give give any care to to what is going to be happening and so you know none of us would want to go into surgery with a doctor that one doesn't know what they're doing and then doesn't care about the pain that you're going through uh so uh, how, how do we balance this out how do, how do we make this work this grace and truth so like just that concept of grace and truth what comes to your mind uh i think two things that come to mind are um two traps that are are somewhat simple to fall into one is that um, we read that as like you were saying grace or truth um tends to be kind of our our bend because um it's both have very different implications. Um, So I think on the one end, you can run into a very legalistic perspective if it is all truth all the time. Um, And yet whenever it's grace all the time, um, well, then there's no truth, right? What are are we even having grace with? Which kind of takes us to our second trap, which is that um, at times that can be read as grace and lies, um, because the reason that I stay, say that is because I think the, the, one of the best definitions of truth that I've heard is, uh, simply reality, uh, as it is. Um, and lies are what we run into when what we think about reality does not line up with what reality actually is. And I, <sighs> It's hard because I think, especially in our culture, at least with my generation, we were taught to just live your truth. There's no such thing as like, what is actually true? What is actually real? You can go and be and do anything that you want to do. And those are great things at times to say. Actually, I wouldn't even go that far. But it it's really dangerous because with the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that was the end of any argument for my truth. There is only one truth. That is him. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is the truth. And yet when we look at him and how he dealt with people and how he he interacted with them again, he handled people uncompromisingly on what is true, what was true about them, but also what was true within them, right? Recognizing what is inside of man. And yet with a full measure of grace. I mean, he, he really was at the same time that person who doesn't split hairs, who just like tells it like it is and whether you like it or not, and the person who you could run them over with your car and they'd be like, God bless you. At the same time, that was Jesus. And I think sometimes we want to lean a little bit too much into our fallenness and be like, well, I'm not God. Okay, but we're created in his image and we're being molded into that image of Christ and called to follow after him, to practice his way with people around us, which means that we ought to be working towards embodying both of those things. And honestly, sorry, I'm in a little bit of a mood today. Like when we don't do that, I think that's really more laziness whenever it comes to our spiritual formation than it is what the Bible actually says about us. Yeah. You bring up an interesting point. I mean, we live in a day and time, I think, where we see in the world itself uh both of these things really lacking obviously truth we we we've used the term post-truth before you know it's it's yeah. uh, you know you said my truth is part of it it's fake news it's it's all these different concepts that we just say well what is true nothing's true so i'll just believe whatever i want to believe we also live in a kind of a a really difficult cancel culture mentality too that if someone does the wrong thing at the wrong time they're done 
and um, there is no levels of coming back from that, and, and you're just done. And so it's like, you know, well, you know, how, how do I know what I'm doing is right or how do I know what I'm doing is good and and where do I leave any room for mess-ups and screw-ups and mistakes and 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 uh, newness of life? I mean, it, it's it's so lacking in there. But then as believers, you know, again, I think we fall into personality-driven more than we do about what actually is the thing that Christ is calling us to do. So like I said before, it was, well, one of you, you, I may be more of a truth. You're more of a black and white person. So you love truth and you fall in truth and that's just what you do all the time. Or you're just, well, let's give them a chance. Let's, 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 let's work with them. Let's help them. And you're more of a grace person. We let that personality drive us more than we do who Christ was. Yeah. And I, and I think that you're hitting right on it. And, and, and part of the issue or part, not issue, the, the, the problem that that question brings up is there is an acknowledgement and an admittance in that, that at the end of the day, I don't know what truth looks like, yeah. and I don't know what grace looks like in and of myself. Right. I, I cannot possibly, in my own right, exhibit this to the people around me as it is supposed to be done. And how do we even know what is supposed to be done? We need an external revelation that is entirely apart from ourselves that demonstrates this and walks us out, namely in the personhood of Jesus Christ, but right. also through the scripture that he says is his word. Yeah, which which pulls you to the point of the whole incarnation, the fact that he came to, to demonstrate, to show us what was full of grace and, and full of truth. Uh, that's a really cool thought to to humbly acknowledge. I, I, I don't no grace i don't know truth um whatever version i have of that is back to either personality or my experience or my perversion of that that works for me that makes sense for me so that's where i stay that's the lane i stay in instead of honestly saying i don't know neither so the only way i can know either is to to know the one who is and the more that i know the one who is the more that i can then reflect who he is it's beautiful so yeah i think just even with like jesus himself didn't come to just win arguments, you know, like he deeply cared and loved his creation. Yeah. You know, and I think that gets down to it is so much of what we think is, is truth is just YouTube videos of atheist debates, Christian and gets crushed by the Christian, you know, <laughs> or it's vice like, versa yeah, whatever, sometimes, you know, more often. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's sometimes where we fall is like, man, he slapped him in the face with the truth and he didn't know how to respond. Right. You know? Right. And it's like, I don't know how healthy that, that actually is in terms of someone being full of grace and truth. But yeah. I think Jesus does give us the example hmm. of, what this is to look like because it was his burden was to seek and save the lost. You yeah. know, it, it was what he came here to, to do. And so I think it was at the core of his being was not here just to, um, Hey Pharisees, you're wrong. Yeah. Let me tell you why you're wrong. It was, Hey, I deeply care about who you are mm. and I, I, and it's coming out of him. You know, it's this expression that comes from the core of the meek and lowly savior. Um, you know, it reminded me too of this quote, um, from JC Ryle who said, never let us be guilty of sacrificing any portion of truth on the altar of, he says peace, Mm. but I think you could probably use grace too. Absolutely. But to me that stood out because it was like being full of grace and truth 
might not necessarily mean, I'd say it doesn't mean just going up to any person and any per every yeah. person and just telling them right. like, Hey, do you know Jesus? No, yeah. you're going to hell. Let me tell you what, you know, but what it does mean, I really believe is not sacrificing the truth yeah. of who Jesus is in order just to, you know, be gracious. I yeah. think there is this mending this, the blending of, of the two where, um, you know, the moment that you feel like I'm, I'm actually saying something or I'm believing I I'm, you know, acknowledging or identifying now with something that I don't know is not true. Yeah. According yeah. to the gospel, uh, you know, that is the place where, you know, I, I can't just let this sit or pretend like, you know, identify with this. I have no idea if what I'm about to say is helpful. But as I'm listening to you talk, mm-hmm. what it brings to mind, I think, is that I th- I think sometimes we also assume that when we share the gospel or when we accept the gospel or receive it or whatever, okay, we made it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in one sense, okay, yes, you've been saved, but and there's a reality of like the sanctifying work that's not yet done. But like, I think we forget that discipleship isn't like there is a point where that you are walking to with discipleship in the sanctifying work. Mm -hmm. And yes, the Holy spirit is who is bringing that to completion. Um, but it's what we've said here many times before that, you know, with this idea of grace and truth, I really think some of that is even with other people being able to love them where they are, not where you Mm -hmm. or God wants them to be in that moment with the acknowledgement that they're being led down a road. They're being led to something. And it, it brings to mind a weird scripture in 1 Corinthians when Paul's talking about marriage. And he says in there, he's like, I say that it's better to um, to stay single if you can, mm-hmm. as I am, um, because marriage brings different stressors and, and problems and stuff. And then he, def- he, he goes further and says, because one who stays single is only worried about the things of God. Mm-hmm. Now, what's so interesting to me about that, though, is that I think it assumes that we on our own are only worried about the things of God. We are fully focused on our discipleship. Mm-hmm. And, and and I just bring that back up to say, I think our discipleship really matters, mm-hmm. which is not a plug for this podcast, but just yeah. for, for saying, I really think it matters that we are recognizing I I have not arrived. Yeah. I need to keep walking and continually embody this, recognizing that Jesus still has grace and truth for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, it, what What all this reminds me back to is the uniqueness of Christianity where, uh, yeah, there are these do's and don'ts, um, but it, it really, again, as Paul says, the foundation is Christ. And, um, you know, whether that is because of our salvation uh, or whether, as you're saying, Mike, our continual journey beyond that, it, it comes back to Christ. And, and to say, okay, well, how did Christ live? Well, he never once compromised truth, and yet at the same time he was a friend of the sinners, that people that had screw-ups and hang-ups and failures felt that they could approach him enough to receive grace that was given to, given to them. Um, 
Jew, Gentile, male, female, old, young. I mean, there was there was nobody that was beyond his limits. I mean, even the you look at the the story of of you know the Good Samaritan. You look at the woman at the well. I mean, the Samaritans were hated and and considered evil and wicked, and yet they were the heroes or they were the ones receiving things. Um, <coughs> excuse me. That um, you know, demonstrating the grace that's involved, even in that culture in that time, that anybody can can get in on this, and yet you know, he he would speak truth to them. Uh, he never never compromised that. So we have to keep asking ourselves over and over again: In my relationships, am I modeling Christ, or am I just just trying to live out my personality? That's good. Am I am I trying to, as you said, Ryan, win the argument, or am I modeling Christ? Now again, I'll, I'll admit I'm I'm probably lean on the gray side more, um, and sometimes it's harder for me to speak the truth um, because I, I I you know by nature I'm a prospector. I'm always waiting for more information. I'm willing to give people all these chances over and over and over and over again. Yet that's me, and that that's how I'm bent. But that's not what Christ is calling me to. And so we, we really have to be asking that question about ourselves and, um, you know, also not not kind of beating each other up over it. I think sometimes we're like, well, you know, you're all grace or you're all truth. And, and then we beat each other up and, and to realize, no, the challenge is to be more like Christ. So kind of throw this back to you guys, you know, uh, what are some steps? What are some things practically or, or what's some things maybe you've learned? Uh, what what kind of helps you in this? Um, I would say recognize who you're talking to, um, and read the room, right? Tone and truth is even another way to say grace and truth a little bit. It's not strong. It's not as strong as grace, but I think it matters. Um, and and part of what I say with that is we often talk about, um, even from the friend of sinners perspective, you know, on past episodes, you know, recognize who you're talking to. And, And I think that's really important. I would say there's another side of that pendulum too, though, where, you know, leaders, Recognize who you're talking to. When you're in a room full of leaders, we can be a little bit more curt and a little bit more direct Mm -hmm. still with grace and truth. But, you know, there is a level where I do think that our leadership as a whole could use a whole lot more of the truth and a whole lot less of the grace. Again, not that it's 75, 25, none none of that, you know, we're not making burgers, but at the same time, you know, read the room, you know, and there's moments where, you know, when our men get together for our men's group, you know, it's just, it's just different than Mm -hmm. for the whole body. Um, they're not receiving it any differently, but what is being spoken, you know, you need to be sensitive and attuned to the Holy spirit and where he's leading you in that. Yeah. Ryan, how about you? I mean, I think that the very basics of it, um, two things, you know, to, to really yourself know the truth. Mm. You know, I think it's easy to fight arguments thinking that you know the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really, you know, do you do you have a grounding in the word of God? Yeah. You know, or is it just your opinion on what you think, you know, God's word yeah. would say. <laughs> um but I think too then just really being I think it is the abiding, you know, in Christ. Yeah. So I think that's where the the marrying of 
you know, you know, his, his truth and his word and his personhood, you know, he, grace flows out of him. And I think that, you know, just abiding in Christ, um, there's a way that you, you can speak to people that is not you, but it's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. And I think that's really the blend of, you know, kind of what, Mike was saying with the spirit is, you know, you can speak truth in a very gentle way that does not just speak to hurt, but speak to heal. Yeah, that's good. Uh, For me, I think uh, there's kind of two thoughts is one. uh, And James says this in in James chapter five, he talks about let your yes be yes, your no be no. I think we got to be careful also to thinking we're, we know all things <laughs> in all areas of life because uh, then we muddle the the truth of God's word. Um, you know, not everyone here is, you know, an expert in every area. I know Facebook t- tells us that, you know, we can be, but uh, we got to be careful with that. Uh, and and, w- and when we don't know things, we just say we don't know things or don't try to act like you know things. I think you need to understand that truth matters and we need to protect that truth. Um, kind of on the same side of that, the same thing with grace. Grace is not just well, I'm going to turn a blind eye, I'm going to stick my head in the sand, or I'm going to let everything go. Uh, you know, grace in this sense, uh, you know, in John was probably mo- more the idea of just uh, mercy and showing loving kindness, the idea that, um, you know, uh, God has shown that mercy to us. And so showing mercy is not um, just ignoring, but it is it is helping somebody in their time of need. Um, the other thing I would just throw out too, though, is if you find yourself personality driven in one of these areas, really find a good, solid other believer that's driven in the other personality and you both can help each other out to say, Hey, this is how I see this, or this is how I would look at this, or this is how I would comment. How would you, and maybe by both of you expressing that you can learn a little bit of, okay, maybe I don't need to be all this, or maybe I'm too extreme. Maybe I need to learn, as Mike said, that blending uh, of those two things in this moment. But but also realize every moment's not going to say, well, I need 50% of everything. Some moments might be a little bit more truth-oriented, and some moments might be more grace-oriented. And yet you realize over the scope of whatever that relationship or whatever that situation is, you want to be as full of grace and truth as possible without losing any of those things. And just having another person in your life is just good in general. <laughs> just a, it's just a good principle to be like, hey, this is how I see it. Uh, before I post this, before I say this, uh, before I you know make an appointment and meet somebody, uh, what, what, what would you do? Or how would you see this? <clears throat> and, and really help each other in that. Uh, you know, again, uh, you know, we're not going to always be perfect. Uh, we're never going to get the perfect fullness of Christ, but he is our model. And I think if we can walk away just from this episode to remind ourselves that, that it's not about what I want or how I feel or how I'm bent or how I was raised, but it comes to who is Jesus and uh, am I reflecting that into the, the relationships around me and the reflection should be, uh, as much uh, grace and truth as there is possible without competition of the others or without judgment, but in, in all seasons to be able to, to, to display that character of who Christ is. And, and if you struggle with that or if you wrestle with that, you know, keep looking to Christ. As Ryan said, know what truth is. Uh, Christ is what separates us. Uh, Christ is what is our foundation. He is our keystone. Uh, He is everything that we look at. And so uh, let him be the guide in, in what grace and truth looks like. Thanks again.